0: IFM 101.9 MHz of Life and of course the story around that stampede that took place last week is a very very serious one there's been some repercussions there have been uh, parcels being dropped directly we were talking about that but what really happened how it did uh, obviously we've we've seen the satellite imagery I don't really I'm no expert on it to me I looked at it but it doesn't really mean anything to me what is the response from the IDF, in terms of what happened on that day, Mike Ben Avi is a researcher in counterterrorism. He, uh, he's the founder of Intel Catalyst. He joins us this morning. Good morning. Thanks for doing so. How are you? Um, all right, I don't. Uh, uh, Howard, can you hear me? Oh, there we go. Now we can hear you. We couldn't Hello. for just a moment. Okay, good. good morning, Howard, uh, to you and your listeners, and thank you for having me on the show again. Uh, it is a great pleasure. So, the it was obviously a very, very sad, very tragic event that saw many deaths, uh, a, a number of deaths taking place around this food uh, delivery. W- immediately, as always, unfortunately, Israel is blamed. It's the same scenario as the hospital. I was getting social media messages on Twitter. How would explain this? I'll wait as though, as though uh, you know, I'm able to do so. And my standard answer was, if Israel is responsible, I've got no doubt they'll take responsibility and will hold themselves accountable. But let's wait and see what happened. Do we have clarity now as to what went on?
1: Uh, of course. First of all, I agree with you that this is very, very unfortunate. Uh, it happens every day, both in the south and in the northern Gaza area, uh, because Hamas has mobs and militants and criminals with weapons, who make sure to rob all these humanitarian aid trucks or containers, and then sell it in the black market in Gaza, and by doing so enriching uh, its own you know, cash flow now to the incident itself you know the uh, hamas was trying to create uh, uh, an event that's going to make israel look really bad it's going to make the world pressure israel to stop the war immediately uh, you know they were trying to orchestrate something that israel really had nothing to do with and shortly after idf spokesman released that uh image from a drone that shows that these people were just barbarically running towards these uh, humanitarian uh uh supplies that came into northern gaza and just to remind you the northern gaza area is still declared a war zone a military war zone and some of the residents there were told to leave almost five months ago uh, some of them were forced to come back or wanted to come back to the ruins and some of them are just hamas terrorists in civilian clothing. So they went in there and they just stormed these trucks and, and rammed over people and that was the unfortunate result. The IDF in no shape or form was involved in this incident, no shooting, no targeting, no attacking. Nobody would have done that in Israel. No Israeli pilot would agree to bomb civilians after humanitarian aid. It's lies and propaganda that Hamas is trying to again make themselves look like the victims and Israel like the, you know, the tyrant who just declared war on them for no reason.
0: The, the, the problem is that these events take place, and there's a huge amount of hype and misinformation around it. Even if a few days later, and Israel did work very quickly to try and showcase what really happened, but unless there's a willingness to actually uh, appreciate what went, what uh, what did happen, there's there's very little chance that uh, that the that the, the, the truth would be will be accepted.
1: Well, Howard, unfortunately, and I, and I think that deep inside, maybe yourself and some of your listeners will agree with me, this war, uh, a week after this war started, it became a one huge piece of misinformation, lies, and anti-Semitic propaganda. I don't think that the world really, or some people in the world, care about the truth. They don't care about the truth. You know, they're still saying, there's still people there denying the massacre. There's still people there mocking the hostages. And I'm just not talking about Hamas supporters, but just anti-Semitic people all around the world. They're making this seem like, Israel, you deserved it, or it never happened. There's no in the middle. Those who support Israel are usually people who support the good and just in the world. But you know what, we're not loud enough. Or we're not as violent and barbaric enough to to stand, you know, to stand for the truth or to promote the truth. But it's really not about the truth anymore. It's about survival, and that's what we feel here in Israel, and that's what Israel should feel as a country. We should stop playing all these political, you know, correctness games and what the world thinks about us and uh, international law and this and that. We are in a survival extensional war. And we have to take care
0: of our own interests. What I found interesting was was when I was in Israel two weeks ago, the, the, the focus, understandably, in Israel is so much about... Israel about the loss, about how this could happen, how people move on, how fee- people feel safe, how the um, hostages will be returned, that it's, it's very much more a focus outside of Israel around this, um, this type of event than within Israel itself. And what, what it seemed to me is that Israelis, and it's only 150 days. It's a lot if you're a hostage, but it's not a lot in the global picture. 150 days is not enough or not a lot in terms of healing and in terms of really contemplating dealing with the magnitude of the loss and of what happened. Would, would you agree with me that, that within Israel itself, the, 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 the issue taking place and these types of things across the border in Gaza for the normal person, the normal man in the street in Israel is just simply not yet a priority because, because they themselves are just not okay.
1: You know, it's, it's the same thing I think I said to you or Michael in one of the shows mm. is that the, we value here in Israel, we value life so much life has become part of our survival mechanism so when life of ours is uh, kidnapped somewhere it doesn't matter the days it doesn't matter the hours it's if it's if it was done in a very barbaric unjust ways you know we're going to have emotions and the same emotions are those emotions to help us survive Help us fight, help people leave their families for almost five months. Men left their businesses, mm. you know, they mm. left their families, they left everything. But we're willing to take the chance. We're still happy. We're still motivated. We still believe in ourselves, in our military, because this is a war that was forced upon us. This is not a war we chose. So justice is with us. And when justice is on your side, everything is on your side. The truth is on your side.
0: Yeah, that is absolutely, absolutely right. Uh, just to to circle back to this, uh, to the aid situation, we uh, what is Israel, how is Israel going to try and manage this going forward? Because obviously they are, Israel is putting its soldiers at risk. Um, it has some responsibility, but not all the responsibility in terms of uh, the security aspect, how, how is this going to be, UNRWA and uh, the United Nations have, are, are pretty much useless, uh, how, how does Israel manage this going forward?
1: Well right now we see what's happening now, uh, uh, Israel alongside Qatar, Egypt, Jordan and of course the United States just a couple of days ago have decided to to also contribute uh, uh to the humanitarian aid uh, attempts and we have to understand this humanitarian aid does not have a recipient like it does not have somebody that's there to take over and distribute that it's just being thrown in there so people won't quote unquote starve uh, and again there's again only one side to blame which is hamas mm, mm. you know hamas could have gotten way more if they would give information about the hostages Hamas could have got way more if they released the hostages. I mean, there's men, but it it seems like their need and will to kill Jews or to ban the state of Israel is much greater than the survival or the well-being of their people. Well, has been like for over 100 years. I was just going
0: to say, you can take it further back, because if Hamas had chosen to invest money in education, in improving lifestyle, and, and living alongside Israel in peace, there could have been a very, very different scenario. The tragedy of yes, it, what could have been is probably the biggest tragedy of all.
1: Correct, but this we have to remember this society is not a constructive society. They've never had an attempt to construct a modern society and live in peace. they their heroes uh till this day and they name schools after them are people who kill Jews.
0: Yeah, killing
1: Jews to mm. them it's this is what they live for. I'm sorry to say that, I wish it was wrong, but this is exactly what they live for.
0: And that is where we leave it talking about Hamas, their their genocidal ideology, which unfortunately has done enormous harm, enormous harm, not just to Israel, but to Palestinians and Gazans as well. That was Mike Ben-Avi. He's a researcher of counterterrorism, founder of Intel Catalyst, uh, joining us this morning. It's about to go 8.30. I'm Howard Feldman. Good morning.